Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all, it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started What's up, family? How does it feel to be 40 years old? Bad. <laughs> does it actually feel bad? No, 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 no. It doesn't feel bad. Uh, it feels... I don't know. Like I, I really don't care about birthdays. Um, and I think a lot of fellas don't really care about birthdays that much. Speak for yourself. I'm a birthday queen. Are you really? No, I don't really care either. I mean, I like to have a party because it's a nice reason to get people together, but in the scheme of things i don't actually care yeah i mean i I like having you know the bros your friends your your loved ones all together have a nice big meal and everyone has a feast and a laugh and some food and and some good wine etc but you can't do that now thanks to the novel coronavirus this virus doesn't stop bro I've been reading that lately, and (laughs) it seems like the virus is still going. It seems like the virus is still going. I mean... And that's fucked up. That is fucked up, especially considering it's multiple... I have multiple close friends this year having 40th birthdays that novel corona is interrupting. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It is weird. Like, it, it... I mean, how how do you think you're going to feel for your 40th? Do you think you'll be okay with it? Do you think it'll be... You know, I mean, bitch, I'll be, I'll be, I'll probably like hike to the the peak of a mountain alone. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe I'll take the jet to Dubai. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I uh, I don't think I I don't. Hopefully, that in two years the novel coronavirus will be behind us. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I'll feel. I don't know. I don't think I'll really care either. I'm kind of with you. I mean, I I think that you know one of society's many ills is that that men are considered to age well and women are not you know so we are it's almost in our favor to get older we look hotter and cooler yeah that is true but you know I, I, w- there there's certain like life milestones that you're like you know did i hit it uh, you know whenever whenever you hit you know like 21 or 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever whatever those like bigger age milestones are you know it does make you look at your life in you know in a certain way positive and negative i'm I'm happy with my life and i'm i'm not upset about anything but you know well that's interesting i was gonna give you some notes but i guess if you're happy with it i'll leave it alone (laughs) 
Look, we could we could all give each other notes for our lives where they could have gone better or worse. But I think you know, you know, mentally where I'm at, you know, the, my understanding of how the world works and how you know people are and what makes what makes me happy. You know, I I'm glad and I feel honored and lucky and grateful that I'm you know in a in a place where I feel good about that because a lot of people don't. I, you know, the, you know, there's there's a lot of bigger milestones of like. You know, by the time I turn this age, I want to have this much money. I want to have this many kids, and I want to live here, and blah blah blah. And you know, those are those are cool, but they're they're ones that you're you're sort of always going to be chasing. True. Uh, I mean, you've accomplished a lot. You live in the suburbs. You have a dog. You haven't <laughs> quit smoking. It's all pretty sick, from what I from what I can tell. You're killing it. I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life. That's true. Um, I have not. You know, like I, I've kept out of jail. Um, <laughs> I like know. how low this bar. I like how low the bar is. No, I, but I mean to- things sound low, but you know, like I, w- I was talking about this on the on the on the throwing fits podcast about like you know the my metric level for success is like truly being able to do whatever you want with your life and with your day, and and still be you know comfortable enough to to live and and you know more or less do whatever you want i'm not, i don't i don't sit around being like fuck i wish i had blah 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 or i wish i could do I this think, like i think we relate on that that's the true measure of success to me is 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 absolute utter dictatorship level control of one's own destiny yeah i mean because so many people even people who appear to be quite successful in in life and their world you know, are living in some sort of prison. You might be dating some badass chick, but and you might have a sick ass McLaren or something. But your life on a day to day basis sucks ass, and you have to do so much shit that you don't want to do. Blah blah blah. Then you're like, is it is it actually worth it? Are you actually are you having a a good life? Sure. Who knows? And we we hop out of bed every day, and the, and the book turns the page, and it's just fresh and new, and it's it's our river mm-hmm. to run yeah the 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 red leather and the mozzie it's nice but it gets old quick you know it's not nah, sustainable bro. no of course no of course and i i'm look i'm proud of you for making it this far and and i know that tall people do die sooner yeah. so we have to remember that milestone as well yeah i mean based on how how tall i am like i hit my midlife crisis at 21 that explains a lot of those looks. Like that explains the supreme quilted <laughs> fitted hat with the dim mac chain. That that now I'm understanding. I, I wanted to do. I don't have access to. Because I'd love stuff, to see. I'd love to see some CB fits from that same era, bitch. It was not. It was not I, sweet on your side either. Okay. It wasn't sweet on my side, but I didn't think I was in Dipset either. So, <clears throat> I mean, at the time, being in Dipset was a good and cool thing and looking like you're in dipset even though you're a white guy from orange county <laughs> at the time that's cool was, too was fun it was i don't know if it was cool but it was at it was the very fun. least a fun way to live i i'm no i think it's a fun way to live i don't think it's a fun way to look i, but I'm I not call it to... i call it my harlem summer wow <laughs> yo fam let me get another nutcracker you know what i'm saying um i i don't think first of all were you kicked out of asap or are you still good <laughs> Uh, ASAP TJ, I'm still, I haven't received my marching orders yet. I am, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still getting the direct deposit. So <laughs> your AUG, A-W-G-E, uh, our <laughs> director, direct deposit. Yeah. I'm a content creator at AUG agency. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you know, say they can say whatever they want on Twitter and on and on TikTok, but like the checks are still clearing. So who's the joke exactly. on? You know, I will say you're the first 40 year old white man to somehow both be OVO TJ and ASAP TJ. So congratulations for that. That's truly crossing border. That that's bridging worlds that that it's honestly previously unseen. Well, you know, the, I, I'm glad that I'm finally getting the recognition for it because a lot of people don't see what ASAP Jeansy is doing and what <laughs> what what big OVO TJ is up to. The work that you're I saying, put in behind the scenes. Yeah, you're saying these haters have their their shades on and they're not giving you the shine you deserve. And it's it's time that you get your fucking just due, not just the direct deposit, but a little credit. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to have to wait until my thirty thirty comes out next year for the world <laughs> to know all the, all the contributions I've 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 given to this this little planet we call Earth. I, yeah, I think a, a sentiment that I've heard passed around lately is you know, give the people in your life their flowers while they're still alive. You know what I'm saying? So Ooh, it's like he said that. You know what I mean? So Ooh. so in this in this case, all the ghostwriting, all the content creation that needs to you need to be recognized for that, and and you know. I I yeah, I didn't I'm the one to... I'm the one who told Andre three thousand <laughs> to play a flute in a parking lot and nobody is giving me my no fucking no credit. My, my credit for that. I didn't want to say anything, but the fact that you you know the, the fact that you actually did write Lil Dirk's verse um <laughs> for for Laugh Now Cry Later certified lover boy in stores soon is is like I know your publishing company's happy about it, but I think the streets need to know as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> big Dirk will get his day in the sun. Exactly. Yeah, let's hope. I mean, one day. You know, I I thought I thought Drake did that for him, but he really did it for OVO TJ. Well, speaking of that, the uh, the video for Popstar just came out this week. Yeah, starring you know Justin loves it? Bear. You know who loves it? Me. <laughs> Me. Me. I love <laughs> JB. I love Justin Bieber. Yeah, when I when I first read the headline, I was like, "Oh shit, Bieber put out a song called Pop Star as well." Damn, this is this is gonna be. Some- See, Jason, that that's how I know you ain't really OVO or a, you ain't thinking big, bro. You got to think bigger. Of course, that's what you know. Drake knew what to do. Drake said, "Drake said, let me call JB and get the teens on this, so I can get those numbers up, 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 up." Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a it is a pretty good video, isn't it? I feel like it's a great COVID video because it took nothing. You know what I mean? It's like they rented a house. Yeah, but also that's like every rap video that's made now. Is you get a, a Sherman Oaks McMansion, yeah. and then you rent two McLarens, and then you fill it with people who are willing to die to you, be near Justin Bieber. You find some Craigslist thoughts that'll do seventy-five dollar ass dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I love the Scooter Braun cameo. Really sent me. I hate Scooter Braun so much, though. That's the best line in the song, though. That's the best line. In the, the David Foster song, the David Foster line, and then the the my manager and twenty hoes of Budokan is is really it. Yeah, but I mean, like, how many Drake fans know who David Foster is? I don't. They think- know. Da- they they know that David Foster. It doesn't matter. That's why it's even better. See, what's even more clever? Who? Know, how many Drake fans can afford to eat at Budokan? Just me and you. <laughs> Just me and you. You're lucky. Yeah. You lucky. You're lucky. You weren't in New York for your birthday, or I would have had to take you to Budokan. That's true. thank God. But I, I really do think Scooter Braun is the worst. He does suck ass, and I did not like why because he's doing a fucking his- genius millionaire, and you're not. Sounds like somebody's hating for their fortieth. <laughs> so you are. So are you? Are you coming out and saying that you are a Scooter Stan? 
We're brawn hive on the side. I mean, just from strictly a, a music oh. business standpoint, that motherfucker knows how to get paper. What what can you say? I mean, what? How so can, do a lot of terrible people. Yeah, but Jeff, I'm, I'm Jeff not, Bezos knows how to get paper. That doesn't mean he's not shitty. I'm not talking about their. I, I don't think Scooter Braun and Jeff Bezos are on the same level financially or shit shitty wise. Like, but let's I, not. I'm saying I would rather hang out with Bezos than than Scooter any day. Nah, bro. Scooter, Scooter Scooter is the fucking Lil Dicky of managers. Bitch, he manages Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande, fam. I know. Yeah, and 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 Dave is probably gonna get picked up for a second season. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, fair. Um I I'm, you know, I was you, saying less less in levels of success and more in levels of like corniness. Well, of course he's corny, but like the music business is inherently full of guys like him. Who are corny? I mean, I knew. Yeah, Scooter but don't Ron. you long for the 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 days of no. yore, the CB era where managers were cool? They weren't cool. I was the only cool one. I never met a cool manager. Bullshit. I mean, I'm you know you watch like old like sixties seventies documentaries. Oh well, yeah, managers course, doing like sick ass shit. He's like, all right, I need to like kill this prostitute. I need to b- fly <laughs> like smuggle a bag of heroin up my ass from from that's true Malaysia. Now, would- like managers were doing sick ass shit. How long gone? is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from i don't like anyone if you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash how long today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash how long nice how Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker stronger hair go ahead give it a tug Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker stronger faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. 
I got Raph on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long? That's neutrafol.com promo code how long? I was, I will say, I was doing as much or more coke than the band, which made me feel cool. And I think that is a 60s or 70s kind of era thing. Right. Um, but if you were still a manager right now, what type of shit would you be doing? Like, all right, I need to, I need to go. Can somebody go to Walgreens and buy a ring light? Like, that's what <laughs> managers are doing now. That's true. I mean, Scooter Braun, so so just for a little context, you know, I actually kind of had some Scooter Braun interactions in the early days because he was a party promoter at Emory University in Atlanta. That's how he got his start. Whoa. So he would book he would book like Big Boy and Two Chains and like all those guys for like school events and then he got into like corporate events and then he got into managing. Mm-hmm. Um okay. I think he had money to start with, but like whatever, of course he did. Um but but uh I I don't look, man. Managing Justin Bieber is probably one of the worst jobs on earth, and like music business wise, like I I can't even imagine how difficult that is. Mm. Um, and I have to give Scooter the respect because I guarantee you that Justin Bieber ain't like Justin Bieber ain't dealing with an assistant. Justin Bieber's calling Scooter Braun direct on the bat phone when he's like when he's ODing on meth, and then also <laughs> when he wants to talk about God for three hours, he's calling Scooter Braun. So Scooter Braun deserves the the shout out. Do you think he calls Scooter when when he's shopping and they don't have his size? Honestly, yes. He's just maybe like, now. But I want it. They said they don't <laughs> have it in medium. But like, what do I do? That's probably well. Now he has his his wife, so maybe he calls her. You know, and she has to calm him down. But I guarantee you, um, Scooter Braun and Haley Bieber are in cahoots to keep him on the money making train because that makes both of their lives better. Mm. Um, yeah, but that video is yeah. good. The video is good. I like it. I like the song too. The song slaps, actually. The song so far is the only good song on the album that I've heard. Well, it's, not it's not even on the album. That's on Khaled's album. <laughs> would you? Would you think that? And that's how. And I hate DJ Khaled, but he can. He always has the the biggest Drake songs in the last five years. I was told. You know, I was told um, that that basically Khaled like believed in Drake day one and like helped him get the deal with Lil Wayne. So Drake will always give him songs He's for like for the rest forever of his indebted to him. Yeah, which I, I think is actually cool. Which and like, is, yeah, that that's the type of business and respect and honor amongst uh, men and women, uh, honor amongst creators. That, well, I that mean, is rare to see nowadays in the in yes. the dog eat dog world of 2020 um, creative arts. I I couldn't agree. You know, I actually um, I was reading maybe the New York I'm Times. A, maybe I'm a Khaled stand now. Shit, just based on his moral and morals and ethics. Sorry, carry I on. mean. I was I was reading the New York Times before we before we uh, did this podcast and they do this you know on Sundays they do like a week with person with with someone mm-hmm. and they did a they did a week with the guy who founded eighty eight rising and okay. this this dude I I've never been more impressed with one of those in my life this motherfucker is working twenty four hours a day because it's so global he's got so much shit going on he must be filthy fucking rich. I've actually worked on a couple of things with with him, and it's I was really blown away by how organized and professional they are. Really working Dude, a, with the uh, with true Swiss precision. It's honestly incredibly impressive, and he's got like you know this thing, but it's it's so international that it feels really modern and like how that business needs to be to actually make money. You know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. to have like every territory covered. Um, but he, you know, just like me, he goes to go get him on Larchmont for his 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 bevs. You know what I mean? So <laughs> hopefully one day I can break in the Philippines and get a serious XM show. You know? Shout out to Go Get Him Tiger. Shout out to 88 Rising and my entire um what where, where is what what part of Asia are they focusing on mostly? 
No, that's that's what I'm saying. It's to you all about of this it. Whole, all of it. That was what was so crazy. Yeah, it's like literally touching every country. It's a motherfucking global movement. But I also think what's happening is he's linking up with guys like him from the Philippines, mm. and he's like, "Let me, let me, give me a percentage. I'll put you on game to how to launch like your entire country genre into America." Right. Yeah, it is a good move. I mean, it's very it, cool. You know, capitalizing on the on the on the Asian, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, etc. music world. And as it, you know, as it quickly takes over America and being first, first to market for that is smart. No, it was really, it was really interesting. It was really interesting. The only I, other um, person who's able to do it is David Cho. Shout out to David Cho. Oh, I thought you were going to say Diplo. <laughs> he's, he, he's tackled every country's What's music up with Dip- uh, except for Asian stuff. What's up with Diplo's new ambient record? Have you listened to it? Apex Twin Head I, TJ. I poked around on it. Um, there's like a YouTube video clip where you where it's like a, a a super cut of all the songs together. And I mean, I liked it more than any other Diplo music I've listened to in, in the last however many years. I mean, people are the reviews are good. I mean, I would I would actually like sit down and listen to that, which is. You know, I mean, you know, I like Diplo. He's a friend, but you know, a lot of the music he makes now is like kind of global world pop music that you'd see on the VMAs or something. So it's not exactly my um, my cup of tea. But I, I think the ambient vibe is good. I think it's cool that he's doing it, and it's cool that he's like, I have, I have, I have enough money and success, and I've traveled and I've toured, and you know, he's he's a few years older than me, and he's you know, he's probably ready to settle down and start chilling out and like doing some, yeah. some good stuff with his money and his and his his fame exactly. and notoriety he's gonna he's gonna have more kids out of wedlock and really spread that money around um it's, it's called the, it's, it's the diplo stimulus um diplo stimulus. if you're a hot mixed chick you can get the diplo stimulus um but i i think the main the main takeaway that i like about it is like he he was doing it just for the artistic merit because he knows damn well that you know there's no real money in, money in, in that yeah yeah, music. yeah so that part is cool i agree i mean the only release i'm listening to new release i'm listening to is the rolling stones goat's head soup reissue which we that does not count as a new release it does count as a new release it came up in new releases uh that, so that is from 1967 bitch it says 2020 next to it in my <laughs> itunes so go to hell. Look, um, look. When I when when they re-release no ceilings on Apple Music, that shit still <laughs> says 2009, bitch. How is the no ceilings reissue? It's just no ceilings, so it's fine. Oh, they 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 didn't remaster no ceilings. They no, no, no. All, basically, all they did was like since it's all mixtape cuts, it's all just him rapping over other beats. So they just cleared it. it, it was, yeah, it was it was just like dat piff only for the last 10 or I mean 2009 shit. That's 11 years ago. Isn't that cool? I don't, I mean, that's like a classic though, right? That, yeah, you're, that's, the Wayne, that's, you're the that's, Wayne head. That's like his peak, correct? Yeah, that will, it's not his peak peak. The, a lot of people would, would say that other, other genres, I mean, sorry, other, other time frames, other mixtapes were his peak peak, but you know, like Carter, Carter two, et cetera. But yes. I love no ceilings because that's when he was like, he's, he still had his ability to wrap his ass off, but he was really starting to lose his mind on drugs, but still able to Coherent hold it all enough. together. Yeah. 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 Like he didn't go off the deep end yet, but he was, he was experimenting and dipping his toe into the, the dark arts of like, you know, smoking eight pounds of weed a day until he's just like, 
he's gone and he's gone to Mars. When when did he do the rock like the Rob Deerdeck rock album? It was I think it was right right after it, right? It must have been right after, yeah. Ugh, but what so is bad. your what is your favorite cut on No Ceilings, Jason? What what beat do you think Wayne rides the best on that certified Dat Piff classic? Um let me look that up right now live. I mean Can you I want you to give me a few bars too if you could. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he did a great job on Poker Face where Oh yeah. Gaga's Fuck. Poker Face, but the song was about poking a girl in the face with his penis, I think. <laughs> Dude, fuck, I totally forgot about that. What a classic. Yeah, he, went I remember over, that. he went over Throw It in the Bag by The Dream. He went over Swag Surfing, Wasted, oh, wow. Ice Cream Paint Job. You know, Ice Cream Paint Job? I'm getting chills. He did He did all of it. In 2009, that was a good year for rap. It really was. Damn, damn, damn. I need to re-listen because I, I remember the Gaga song for sure. Yeah, wasn't that a weird time? 2009 i was deep in nme culture so that i was not banging no ceilings in the uh mercedes <laughs> yeah i mean throw it in the bag fabulous Ooh, too good fabulous is is truly the, the rap he's like we've talked about this before but he he, he I, I don't know why people like him so much he has literally no songs who fabulous oh fabulous. no because he's always been a little nice with it Shut up, Jason. He's not. What do you mean, a little nice with it? Because people also think he dresses well. So are you saying he raps well, or you, you got like his like his Harlem fits? He's a he he dresses terribly. He dresses like an Eminem, offensively bad, offensively bad. I agree. He dresses. He look yeah. He looks like a NASCAR from <laughs> from nineteen ninety seven. But he, I mean, like I don't like him. I don't like listen to his music. But from like a skill perspective like he, he is got a good bars rapper. like he has the ability to use his voice with words in a way that is impressive enough for him to like you know make three so you're saying that, so that that argument is you capping for eminem is what it sounds like to me so oh. i'm a little confused i'm a little confused by that argument are you coming out now no 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 at because 40, at because, 40 as an eminem fan is that this podcast no. is your coming out party the world has evolved past eminem no i'm saying but the, the thing is is fabulous stayed in his lane he didn't. He didn't get weird. He he just stuck to the the script. Is just like I'm just gonna rap about like looking fly, getting my dick sucked, and <laughs> and I'm not gonna talk about weird shit like like murdering people with a knife, and I'm not gonna talk you know like do a song about like the suicide prevention hotline. I'm not gonna <laughs> do a song about like you know all the bullshit that eminem's talking about he's just he's just talking about like yeah i went to the mall i bought a bunch of clothes i got my dick sucked i ate ruth chris i went to bed i smoked weed i watched sports center and you're like this is all chill as fuck i like it damn so you're saying f-a-b-o-l-o-u-s is actually just keeping it 100 and therefore that gets him he's certified forever it's kind of like you know like it's like a rom-com genre it's like you you always know it's going to be fine it's like there'll be some ups and downs but it's kind of sure. it's a warm hug he creates a world that nothing really bad or amazing happens it's just like i can it's, dip it's, in and it, it's not a big commitment do we think that fabulous is paid no he is not paid but i think he's paid enough to be fine and and uh, that's also why i like fabulous but he had a couple hits when people really made music business money though like what yeah. was his biggest song um um holla back oh yeah how much how much 
F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S did you play in the club? A lot. When it first came out, that's right when I started DJing. Or not right when I started DJing, but like, yeah, that that was 2001. Shit. That motherfucker's been, so he's been in the game for a solid 20 or more. Yeah, and that was that was produced by the Neptunes that had the song, or had the little part where it did the phone number where... Oh yeah, do you remember? Did you see that video yesterday on online where the guy, the guy was like, hey, "This is how you know it's a Pharrell beat," and it was like him listening to like every Pharrell song and the every like oh, a the lot four of bar Fre- intro. Yeah, started the four bar intro. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Come on, bro. I'm an Ableton junkie. I know all about the the Pharrell four bar intro where it goes, ding, 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 <laughs> Jason, don't do it to him. Jason, damn, Jason's about to fucking beatbox on this podcast. I apologize to all our <laughs> listeners. J- Jason just did a quick beatbox for you sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. For our listeners, that's usually Patreon content that's behind the paywall <laughs> where I just do, I just beatbox. For, for Jason 45. beatboxing. Jason beatboxing is the how long gone feet picks. That's our. That's our. <laughs> oh, another. I mean, I just didn't know that. I guess I hadn't studied Pharrell's catalog that, but you know, D- David Cho, friend of the pod, and mm-hmm. um, he he sent us that video of um Pharrell and Justin Timberlake in the studio, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. I think it's from a documentary I've never seen before, but I I just love watching two geniuses of our time like hum in a dark room wearing <laughs> be- wearing beanies and then just twenty minutes off of each other's energy literally just vibing off a quick hum and then <laughs> 25 minutes later making like a giant hit that is like lasted the test of time right, right it's, right. it's true it, it's truly insane to watch people go in and hear a beat and just kind of hum and scat and like whisper to themselves and then go sit down and write something and then come back and then that's it's we're good all right we got it yeah like it's two, so crazy two people come together and like hey do you want to meet at the studio at like four o'clock and then it's like 5 p.m they're like and you're like oh that's good and the other guy's like and then it's like 6 p.m like i'm i'm doing the backup like last minute ad libs and then 7 p.m they're like all right so how are we going to split this 85 million dollars up like 35 million for you and i get like how does that work or is it 50 50 let's break the engineer off because he's been here all night you know what i'm saying he's been here but all is night. that video as good as jay-z and timbaland in the studio no that timbaland has dude, the gallon of fruit the punch. jugging the <laughs> timbaland. dude that shit gives me goosebumps too though that shit gives is is hard as a motherfucker i get psyched when i see yeah, that because timbaland has the ultimate producer face and in he in that video he looks like um south park where cartman gets addicted to video gaming <laughs> That's 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 the that's when, when like every rapper they're like I'm in album mode and you're like oh shit like he's he's really on his grizzy dog he's grinding and then when Timbaland's on the album mode it's like I hooked up an IV with Mountain Dew and I'm just eating cheese danishes and like I have to I, like they wheel me on my chair from the keyboard to the fucking bass guitar so I lay down a fat slappy <laughs> bitch Timberland's fit now just to be fair. Yo, he's, he also he's he got, swole, but he's still fat though. Yeah, he's fat swole, but he got really. I, he's one of those guys who went. You know, he got sober. He was addicted to oxy's. Actually, was he? Um, I don't know if he's sober, but he was addicted to oxy's. He's talked about it. Yeah, he like went to. I think he went to treatment. Um, Damn. but uh, I think that's what happens. You get out and you get, and then those guys kind of like they still lift weights all the time, but they kind of start eating whatever they want. So then they, they're that weird in between. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Text textbook Timbo. 
Thank God you didn't get super obese on the oxys, right? I know, bro. I mean, that's that's dark, man. I mean, I drugs are so yeah, cool as Zan- hell. Zanny's Zanny's could have got me fat if I stuck with it. Really? Oh yeah. I what, don't you were just zon- you were zonked out in that water snacking. Yeah, like the the part of your brain where you're like, I should probably go like blast blast some cardio or or hit some kettles or whatever. That part of your brain where you're like, yeah, that I should do that. That'll be good for me and my body, and I'll be happy and glad I did that. That that part of your brain is removed off the bars, and you're just like, I should probably get a sandwich and then see what Netflix has popping right now. And then that's it. Lo- <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> and, then and, you, then, and then you wake up and it's like three days later. That's true, actually. That's true. But textbook Timbo, those are the only two. I can't think of another. That that textbook Timbo shit is iconic. That scene is is a legendary. Everybody knows that one. Oh, yeah. But that that also, to tie that up, the that four-bar Pharrell, that's, that really is a testament to how amazing of a producer he is to where all he has to do to get you like beyond amped for this song that's about to start is to just take a part of it and loop it four times and it takes two and a half seconds and you're like oh shit here we go dog whereas like nowadays it's just like this crazy build up and like drum roll and like big drama and effects and all you needed back then was a and then (laughs) then it's on it's on bro can you tell me what song you're referencing with that bump 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 literally all of them that's i know but i feel like I, I know but i feel like there's a particular one that you're referencing i think i was gonna go i just want to love you timberlake oh uh, okay okay jt fan of the pod from what we hear isn't that right jason of course um, yeah he's he's like one of our many celebrity listeners i'm gonna look this up i just want to love you give it to me by jay-z can i play this right now do 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 i've never done this where i just play let me hold on a second i mean it's gonna sound like shit but okay never Damn, mind it's not you, gonna work did, did you not pay your spotify bill <laughs> no i was playing it off of youtube directly into out of my laptop oh, into the recorder oh. it was a it was a bad thing it's not gonna work not surprised so i got um, some question i got some questions on twitter for what for this podcast that we do, oh, do we still have to do that? I didn't know we were. I thought we were too big to solicit questions from the low. We don't fans. have to. We don't have to. I was just feeling like, you know, maybe somebody will have a good question. That's rare, but go ahead. Um, I will see. Okay, what is Chris Black's favorite Daniel Arsham piece? There's a lot to choose from here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's got to be Pokemon for me. I don't. I don't have to fight you for Pokemon. I can't tell you. <laughs> I think maybe my favorite is probably like a little Ronnie Feig sculpture he made. Did you do that? Min- yeah, because they have like a mini, they have this weird mini art gallery in Kith that is just tiny figurines. And I think the first one was was Daniel Arsham, Ronnie Feig collab. I could be wrong. Yo, um, Trump voice, sad. That's just sad. Ar- I mean, Arsham is absolutely cancer to the game. Like he's absolutely, it, it's the worst shit out there, but... He's not I as think, bad as Monopoly Man Alec, though. Truly, the worst no, but, artist but in the history of art. <laughs> but Alec Monopoly doesn't try to like. He, Alec Monopoly is not involved in my life. Like Daniel Arsham, I read about <laughs> or, or see like every day. 
somehow because it's like streetwear affiliated you know what i mean whereas well Alec Monopoly, i don't uh, daniel arsham is not a part of my life so that means it's something that you could fix yourself if it's something that you really wanted to fix chris i think you like seeing danny on the tl i mean bro when i went to i was in london and he had a full he had an arsham porsche in the window of selfridges like facing oxford street and i was like bro this motherfucker made it I mean, That's crazy. really sullying the good name of Selfridges with that trash, man. My, my absolutely favorite bloody store in the entire world, Selfridges. Hopefully you absolutely wrote them a letter massive. detesting. I, can, I, I take, condemn this Daniel Arsham Porsche. I DM'd all the buyers that follow me and told them that they weren't going to see any more, <laughs> any more money from me unless they, uh, Damn, unless they Chris, get rid of Chris is going to pull the collection if you don't act quick. I'm going to fucking pull the collection, and you know what that will do to your little business. <laughs> okay, somebody asked, do you use lists to organize your Twitter feed, and what categories do you break them up into? The answer is, hell no, that's some dorky no, that's, shit. No, that's dorky as hell, bro. Using Who lists on fuck? Twitter. But that being is- said, if you add them jeans to your list of cool <laughs> DJs, then I do fuck with you, and I support you. <laughs> I don't list. Lists are narc behavior. Absolutely the worst. Yeah, I hate fella, them. Fellas, don't be listing. If you, if you also, when I get a notification that I get added to a list, I look at it and it's always a fucking dork. Always. <laughs> always. Yeah, you yeah. know what? You know what, Jason? Listen, I want to get into something here. We're all too worried about optim. We're all too worried about fucking optimizing. We need to calm the fuck down. Like if you can't just scroll Twitter and enjoy it, you're, you're doing it wrong. You don't need to optimize it and like mm, organize it. Mm-hmm. That's not what we need to do. Just, re- just fucking relax. You dorks. Right, right, right. You don't have to like, okay, I'm going to look at Twitter. I have to set up my drink in my little, uh, my perfect place here. And then I have my chair and then turn the yeah. light on. And then, yeah, that just, just if you, if you need a list to look at Twitter, uh, you know, this is my Twitter list. Followers. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't need, if, I don't if, do if, any. If, if, yeah. If, if you're not good enough for me to be on the list of Twitter, then I won't follow you. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I don't look. I don't make lists for shit, bro. Like you, as you know, as historically, I come straight off the dome. As you, mm. Jason's seen it, Jason's seen it. Much like Jay Z and Timberland, I'm Jay Z, you're Timberland. You know what I mean? I'm Liam Gallagher, you're Bonehead. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. But I do, I, I do think that, that, like we, I, I use. I guess the only thing I really use is Google Calendar. That is very important, and that's the only organizational tool I truly use in my life. Yeah, me too. Um, I use iCal, but you know, same diff. But like I have to use that, and I didn't start using that until a couple years ago. Like until it was like, all right, I'm busy enough now where I need my I need to use a proper calendar to yeah, like. Yeah, I, I think fuck with up. with that stuff you have to be you you have to do it a hundred percent. You can't just be like I yeah, I add I it to the calendar sometimes because you have to do it so much that if it's not on there, it's not happening. No, I'm a big I'm a big Google I'm a big G Suite head. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I man, I practically use Google every day, bruv. I use Google every day. I wake up. I use Google. Um, I I like the obviously. I use Google Docs for all of my writing. I use Google Cal. I use Gmail for my email. I mean, you know, it's the greatest brand in the world. Damn, I gotta check this it's, out. The only thing I don't use is, is Google Sheets. No, that's whack. I don't use. No, no I ain't ever bad, using bad Sheets. Man, no spreadsheet. I no spreadsheet. There are people that are too, my like. There are people that are so good at that shit. That I don't even need to try. There's yeah, always there's somebody. People, people who are so good at fucking Rubik's cubes and shit too. But you know, have fun with that. Couldn't what be I'm mean. saying. What I'm saying, Jason, is that. That being said, I, I, watch the Rubik's cube documentary on Netflix. Flambe. <laughs> I like. Did they do the? They use the Chrome Hearts one or no? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm was the, that was the only. That was my only criticism for that. That was the only documentary. only cube only cube they didn't have. Um, no Chrome. Okay. But, 
All right, what else we got from from the fans? Speaking of Chrome, KK just did a my my LP just did a a Chromey pull. It's it's arriving on Monday or Tuesday. Oh, um, can I come up? I think I need to come over for a little photo shoot. Chris, it's available by appointment only, and not everyone will make the cut. But there's 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 going to be like like fifty pieces of of Chromey at the crib in Glendale. Jason, first of all, now they're gonna have to send a security guard because you just blasted that and. <laughs> And but I honestly, if I don't look, if no, I don't the, come the, up, the, the chromie will have came and gone by the time this this podcast comes out. Well, so you're saying I need to come try it on now? Is that what you're saying? Like we'll stop podcasting right now? <laughs> that's right. That's because right. Because if I don't get a picture with 50 pieces of chrome hearts on my body, mm-hmm. like because you know when I did that story about Hirschleifers, the incredible store on Long Island, and I I I did pose with the, with the founder Lori mm-hmm. with a lot of chrome hearts on, but it, it didn't feel like enough. Didn't feel enough. I want it to look like when they do, um, when like on Sex in the City, when they go to a party and they're eating sushi off of the naked chick. <laughs> exactly. I want I'm you to be chick. the naked chick, and I want sushi to be different pieces of Chrome Hearts jewelry. All the Chrome. I want the chains. I want the rings. I want the anklet. I want the fucking salt and pepper shakers. I want the ketchup and mustard. I want all of it. Would you Would you get your nipples pierced if they pierced it with Chrome Hearts? jewelry i would do that i would do that tomorrow for content to be honest would you get like, your too- would you get uh your penis pierced if it was no. from heart okay that's where we draw no. the line have i told the penis piercing story on this podcast before <laughs> i don't think not that, I don't no no think i don't I have it. one i've never had one so i used to when i was you, pe- you, you know fellas you pierce your meat no nah, no nah, fellas nah i've never done that but when i was in when i was getting piercings when i was in high school because i wasn't able to get tattoos yet it was a different time um you had to have your parents hate you somehow exactly uh we used to go to this place um called urban tribe in the little five points neighborhood (laughs) of atlanta and at the time (laughs) it was like a super it was considered like a super high-end piercing place they like made their own jewelry it was like kind of a thing sure it was like known for what they did anyway so we were friendly with them, obviously, because I was I was in there with my friends, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And there's always this guy who looked really straight and normal, like a teacher kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. So it was the ones you got to worry about. Exactly, but he would stand up, and we would hear like a little jingle. Um, <laughs> and I was like, "Where the fuck is this guy? Where, like, is this this guy got like fucking? Why, why does this know? man sound like a fancy feast commercial every time he stands exactly. up? Dead ass, dead ass. So then <laughs> I finally." I finally asked, and the owner of Urban Tribe was like, "Oh, that guy's got his his balls pierced like forty or fifty times." <laughs> and and they it literally they like hit each other when he walks. Forty but that's or all he, fifty times, like rings, like just just hella right, no, rings. No, I've seen it before. I've seen pictures of, of people who have, you know, just so dozens and yeah. dozens of of ball piercings. That's so tw- Appar- like uh, uh, what at what point are you just like? I, mean, I think this is enough. I fifty three that. Apparently that was his thing because he like couldn't have anything showing because of because of his career, so he had to do that. Damn! Let him get his little freak off, Jason. No, I respect it. I love it. I just want to know like what is the end game with that? Like what ha- are you? Do you let that rock until the casca drops, or at some point do you have to take all of them out? And then what does the, what does your ball meat look like, I mean, honey? Bro. Even at that point, not even Manscapes three technology is going to save you. That's a great point. Thank you, Manscaped. Mm-hmm. Damn, bro. Well, hopefully he's he's still alive and kicking. Next question. Uh, ten Tenet just dropped movie going in the time of COVID. Is that how you do, or do you pronounce it Tenet or Tenet? 
I don't know. No one, no one's seeing that shit. There's Nobody's no going to the fucking movies. Going to the movies is not gonna ever happen again. Sorry, guys. You'll, unless that's not Quentin, true. Unless Tarantino like pays people to go to the theaters, I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen for at least. It's already years. happening. It's already ha- happening. I mean, there are theaters open where people are seeing it in Europe. I mean, it's doing a hundred million dollars internationally already. Um, but I do think it is doing some, I think there are some theaters in America, just obviously not in New York or LA, the only two cities that matter. Um, I think they have to like find a way to make the business sustainable though. If they can only have like 25% occupancy, does that mean they have to increase the tickets for X? Yeah, dude, they just got to charge $50 if people watch that shit at home. I mean, I, I don't but care why about would that you, Why movie. would you do that though? At that point, it's just like, if it's I'm going to spend a movie, you know, but like, you know, if, if the movie ticket before was eighteen ninety five and now it's like ninety dollars or whatever that is is going to cost like, damn, Jason, would, it must, su- it must it. suck to be broke, bro. I didn't uh, know you were broke. Man. I'm, I'm saying if I'm going to spend ninety dollars, you know, I'll just do it at home. Well, what I think that, but that's what I'm explaining to you is that I think that they should just charge that he Christopher Nolan just doesn't want it to be released direct to to streaming, right? Right. Because he's right. a fucking snob, but like most people. Like Mulan, that. Mulan is going to make a fucking fortune because they're doing straight to streaming and people are home and they're definitely down to pay $25 instead of 9 Yeah, Mulan has already been, yeah, just in the last two days of people's, you know, wa- w- renting that shit for their kids, just, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars have been made. Luckily, the Sofia Coppola Bill Murray movie comes out. Um, that's an Apple TV exclusive. So, and I have a, I have a free Apple TV membership for one year because I, I was, I purchased a new laptop. So that's good. Damn. I didn't know that. Maybe yeah. I should get Apple TV. I heard the morning show is decent, decent, decent watch. Every it's it's so funny. Everybody, I only hear two things about the morning show. It's great or it's awful. There's no in between. I, I, I that much like this podcast. So I'm probably gonna I would be. It. I would be. Alex really liked it. I I just didn't have Apple TV at the time, so now I do. So maybe I should. I mean, I just don't. I I think it's interesting that Jennifer Aniston has just never ever had one good thing happen after Friends. It's insane. Not one. Come on. Was she in? I th- was she in like a Long Came Polly or something? <laughs> um, probably. Yeah, she she was in she was in all kinds of no, decent dude. enough no, bro. movies, wasn't but, but, she? But I'm, I mean, not really. That's the it's a, such a weird thing. Like that shit ruined her life. Yeah, Dumplin Mid- was trash. Office Christmas Party <laughs> trash. Um, Murder Mystery. Office Space. Office Space. But Office Space might have been before Friends. No, there was another movie called Office Christmas Party. Um, oh, I remember that. Murder remember Mystery that. with Adam Sandler, one of the worst movies ever. Horrible boss. Yeah, she's in only bad movies. Fuck. Yeah, she's only bad shit. Only. The only good movie she was in was Mother's Day, 2016. Sounds sounds fire. Shitty rom com. Damn, that sucks. Why? Yeah, why it's do you good. even do that? Just you have so much money and just enjoy none of it. the friends. None of the friends cast is. I mean, Schwimmer does like Broadway and is like respected. And then I guess Joey actually Joey did he's the he's the one who has like the HBO shows that people like of all the people. Damn, bro, couldn't be me. I'd get the bag and I'd retire. I'd just be. Well, yeah, you look like Matthew Perry gone off those oxy's, looking like you're waddling no, down. No, fucking... no, no, no. I'm back when I was in high school. I was dead, dead ringer for swimmer at the time. When I had when I had dyed black hair and a, my little hardcore Caesar, I was swim swim hive all day. Good to know. <laughs> Next question: Discuss Big Sean's Detroit Two and SZA's <laughs> new, tr- new video. I have not listened to SZA's new song, 
but it's boring. It's boring. I hate to tell you guys, but yet again, it's fucking boring. Um. Yes. Somebody tweeted: SZA makes music for people <laughs> who text. God, what is it like? Text. Like, I don't want to bother you anymore. I don't want to. I won't bother you, bother you. multiple times. <laughs> which is it's very weird. true. I, which is very, very, very true. And uh, I really, I really like SZA as a package. Like, I think she's really talented. Like, I like her presence on stage. The yeah, whole thing. The, her, the music. Her, opening, just, her debut album. It grew on me. That album was good. That album was good. I agree. It, mm-hmm. it, it. It grew on me as well. This song didn't do much for me, even though it's got Ty Dolla Sign on it, who I fucking love. Donaldson, but you know, every, everyone listening to this podcast at this point should know that don't don't come asking for our thoughts on Big Sean because it's pretty bad. It's not as bad Big as Sh- J Cole. Big but- Sean is is his wash. Like I just pulled my car out of the fucking <laughs> dealership, bro. Like Big Sean ain't even on the radar of importance. Big Sean is washed, fluffed, and folded pressed and starched he is big sean you know big sean though, I, I did notice he's he's still those records still come out with good music kanye still got his hooks in that <laughs> motherfucker the same way That's, usher still gets a bag off um bieber exactly but man yeah big sean whoever asked that like what do you what why are you worried about big sean that's the you should be looking inside bro stephanie come on stuff she also had another question thoughts on slits in the eyebrows abraham lincoln facial hair and white denim these are all very specific questions slits in the eyebrows depends on who's getting them but I, you know six nine looks pretty good with them if you ask me dude that six i'm sorry we got to talk about that joe coscarelli six nine <laughs> the joe coscarelli our shooter former guest joe he, coscarelli his days bro, he went bad. hard body he bad. went he went hard body at little rainbow head yo Joe, we need to get Joe on the podcast again because he's got he's got a twenty rack on his head and he's got <laughs> he's got two days left. It's not it's not sweet for him right now. Wait, we we, we, we call he's like, wait, you really compare yourself to Tupac, fam? It's just so sick. I mean, I think he will have a similar cultural impact that Tupac did after Six Nine is murdered which will happen in the next 10 years or so. I think he knows that dying is, is a part of his, uh, his plan. Yeah, dying, dying is the only way to be cemented anymore. And then, honestly, it's, it's crazy, but our, our society, just everything just moves so fast that you have to die for people to care. It's, <laughs> it's, it's honestly, true. it's, but it's the, crazy. The, the dude. difference I, is Tupac was, was spreading a message of love, hope and wisdom. And six nine is, was simply just trolling. Both things are very cool, but you know, I think different. Tupac will go down. You know, Tupac may be getting into heaven depending on how many women he raped or not raped, but but 6ix9ine, you know, he's he's going into troll heaven. That, that which I, I think I I the article the the Daniel Arnold photos, everything about that thing was absolutely outstanding. It was it was it was mm-hmm. I I'm very happy that that exists. White jeans are cool, by the way. <laughs> Um, I love six nine um, drinking a hot cup of Nick Cafe coffee. <laughs> yeah, of so all sick. the, you know, he's how old is he? Like twenty two or something? Yeah, you know, he's yeah. like a twenty two year old maniac drinking hot coffee from McDonald's in the in the middle of summer in like, New York. That's how you know he's not. That's how you know he's not a real human. Yeah, that's a good point. And actually. that's how you know right. he's not an industry plant. Damn, really makes you think, TJ. Yeah, it's the little things that we have to pay attention to on this true crime podcast. Um, Abraham Lincoln facial hair, that's kind of an interesting... I've never heard it described as that. I guess that's facial hair that the fellas do to accentuate the lack of their their jawline. Yes, that's what it seems like to me. <clears throat> well, you know, I've been doing that for 20 years, so next question. 
um yeah we need to okay um ronnie said we need a breakdown of the pop star video we already did but then he said which celeb is the worst actor i guess a lot of people are talking about how like drake wants to be an actor so bad and then everyone's Drake's like, acting people, is people drake need to forget that drake isn't started as an actor <clears throat> i love drake's a, acting in that video bad, uh, that video of him eating spaghetti out of his his like silver bowl plaque Ugh, so bad you see that well it wasn't catchy at pepe so i kept scrolling <laughs> like a red sauce seems a little i don't know gauche a true amateur would say something like that red sauce is <laughs> red sauce no. is the final level bro cacio pepe yeah, that, that's the fucking taste influencer sp- of pasta bro bro do you really want to spill red sauce on your fucking spotty trophy that's what i'm saying bro <clears throat> we gotta think about cleanup we gotta think about cleanup jason bro i I, w- I wear the white tee and I throw it away. It's not. It's not. It's not a problem for me. <laughs> All right, Damon. Thank you, Brendan. Tips for two friends who want to get into tennis. Uh, it depends. Are they hot? <laughs> uh, the tip is buy a racket and go play. What you mean? There's no. What, what tip do you? I don't know what you need. Well, Chris is not the person to ask because he needs the tips himself. But I would say don't be afraid to start <sighs> off with practice balls and then get into it and then work your way up because you're instantly going to want to start smacking that ball hard body style and it's going to be frustrating when the ball just flies out of the court over and over again or into the net. So really, really start at the bottom and work your way up because it truly takes years to be able to get to the point where you're able to play tennis even at a moderate level. Low, low, low to high and keep the footwork moving, you know? See, it wasn't too hard for you to squirt a tip out, Chris. That's good advice. Yep. Thanks, Jason. This oh, is, this is... And, and true, true tip from, from our trainer, Jake, is if, um, you know, you have to move your feet into position first before you even think about swinging that racket and... Your shoes always should be squeaking on the ground. If the if you don't do a squeak, that's how you know the shot is not going to be is not. It's be true. Bombing. You got to You got to squeak like fucking six nine in court. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Tate is Jason responsible for the piles of dumped mail in Glendale? I don't know about dumped mail, but there has been some right wing propaganda, fake newspapers that. That I've received really? in the mail at, at the crib, yeah. Glendale, it's not specifically, surprising. Specifically, it's like it's a. It looks like a pretty nice newspaper, smaller, and every single article is anti-Chinese propaganda. Shit, it's so bizarre, and and it, and it makes me worried because there's like many old people who are receiving this, thinking it is just a real newspaper, and they're like, oh my gosh. Um, Damn, I didn't think about that. They're just going door to door, putting this shit in mailboxes. Fuck. Yeah, bro. But I guess that's been happening since the dawn of time, and people who are uninformed and not reading, you know, the news or learning about the world are just going to get it from a fake newspaper, and you know that's how propaganda fuels uh, the demise of humanity. I feel like this is something you could fall victim to, so let's not <laughs> talk that crazy about it. <laughs> Uh, Zach wants to know Chris's running regime. How many MPW does he follow a training plan? And somebody also also asked, is it tacky to post your Strava activities on yes. social media? Yes, <laughs> it's tacky. It's tacky to post anything about with data on it. It's it's like you know what you know when you're posting your little twenty five dollar 
your $25 donation receipt looking for a pack on the pat on the back. It's the same thing when you post your little <laughs> two-mile jog. That ain't nobody needs to pat you on the back for two miles. Fam. Okay. I have a I have a caveat. Unless the Strava map is you drawing a dick or some titties out with your run. <laughs> Good pat, point. G- don't Good post point. that shit on Instagram. Unless you've drawn a cool symbol. Um keep it off the TL. Yeah. Unless unless you're getting a star of David jog in, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, on on a on a holy day. No, I, I actually I don't understand. Yeah, stick, stick to your stick to your running Discord for, for to sharing me, your stats. That that feels like a gratuitous selfie, like just different casing. But also, um, you know, if you're if you're trying to attract a a partner who is jog hive, you know, that could be a way to impress good them. Point, perhaps actually. I guess you know, good, like I'm, I'm putting in this work. I my my running pattern has unfortunately been upended because of my my ankle injury but I'm coming back to life after 2 weeks of Peloton only. Um Damn, so Evanescent you know. style bring me back to life. Uh-huh. Thank God. Yeah. So so your low impact Peloton training yeah, is it's, starting it's to working. pay off. Well, I went to the acupuncturist and she oh, fucked me God. up a little bit and then, you know, I've just been doing the Peloton and seeing the trainer and it's it's feeling good. It's feeling good. Yeah, what is a we were talking about the Peloton music licensing on the other we're we're, we're talking about the Yeah, we talked about it in person. And in I person. I don't I, I'm very interested to know what the deals look like. I'm sure somebody listening knows because it's it's not out of home. It's like in home use. So yeah. it's like it's basically me listening to Spotify or Apple Music or or YouTube, but I'm I, I'm sure it's different because it's corporate, but it would be interesting to know the ins and outs. It would, yeah, and, and and what is the difference between that and like people playing music on their Twitch stream or their YouTube stream where you can't do that, and you know why can people listen to licensed music uh, on their like pornography camera sites? There's a lot. There's a lot of of different weird things going on. Basically, if you work at Peloton, hit the DMs. I will actually I will if you try work at, it if you- out. If you work at Peloton, let me know because I would like to interview instructor Alex Trufant. Um, he's my personal favorite and he's funny and I just really want to know, you, Do you know, follow how... him on, on Twitter. No, but he's fucking hilarious in the actual sessions. Like he says funny shit and is like, actually has good taste. And he played the, he played the Meek Mill intro and was like, yo, if you got kids, bring me here right now. Let him hear this shit. And I thought that was really funny. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, legendary Meek Mill song. The only Meek Mill song really that exists in my, in my head. Sure. Um, yeah, well, I think it would be interesting to do a podcast with a Peloton instructor and just, you know, see, what, I agree. see what's in that big, beautiful brain of his. I mean, he's he also is, I believe he's from the Hamptons, which is also interesting. <laughs> Shit. You can't make this up, bro. You really can't. Um. Okay, what are the go-to cooking food shows you guys watch? Chris watches a lot. Um. I would, you know, there's there's not that much that I watch. It's almost all bad, but the new Chef's Table barbecue is is a is a beautiful tear drinking television. If you want to watch that, I'm straight. Uh, <laughs> food, also, is fuel, uh, f- food is fuel. Food is fuel, losers. I don't want to talk about it. Um, uh, people need some Tour de France takes. Don't have any Tour de France takes. Um, thoughts on the band Bush? That's an interesting one. I no, think Chris no. likes a little Bush. I mean, I've never really thought about it, but I'm not mad either. He and looks like, amazing. Who, Gavi? <laughs> uh, yeah, he looks Gavi incredible. He's, you, know, you know, he's a really big tennis player. Oh, I mean, with forearms like that. 
I'd be exactly. surprised if he wasn't. But he's been gri- he's been gripping that mic stand so hard. You know, those forearms really got big. Well, I mean, when when it's covered with so much glycerin, you have to hold on tight. All or right, else it will, okay, it will slip out. But a lot of people, not a lot, but two, were bringing attention to the fact that my commentary on on Trump people and boats from a couple episodes ago has come to life over this weekend at Lake Travis. It did come true, Jason, and it's cool. <laughs> I don't really know if there's anything to talk about other than, you know, it's cool to watch a bunch of Trump people almost drown, I guess. But um, do you think that this is, you know, some... Do you think this is just a thing that happened, or do you think this is like a staged event, you know, for some type of weird conspiracy going on? Do you think... I think that those. I, I think they're eating babies, and they all got they, they all got so big from eating children that the boats sank. <laughs> Something that I look. I I don't know if that's true, but it seems feasible to me. Mm. Well, there's um people were asking our thoughts on Million Dollar Beach House, which I haven't seen. My um my partner will not let me watch it, which is a bummer. Because she knows you're going to go cop. She knows I'm I'm. All it takes is just the littlest thing for me to buy to for me to buy property in the Hamptons. <laughs> I am I am teetering on a razor's edge, the slightest thing, and you know, we're signing the papers. I I haven't watched that either. I, I've only been watching the US Open and chiropractor videos on YouTube, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, what is up with you watch, you watching the chiropractor videos on YouTube? What what are we getting out of it? What what is the pleasure what that you get from this? I don't I don't really know. I just I love the idea. I just love the I love seeing so people what is get relief. The, what is the moment? Like the moment that happens that's like the big the big payoff. The Well, the a lot of a lot of people a lot of people are into it for the loudest pops. Okay. Um I'm more into it for there's one guy that does like a lot of athletes and like MMA guys. And okay. I like when he makes them cry kind of because it's like a combination of chiropractic and like massage and, and fascial scraping and like everything. So I like when these giant guys come in and this guy like sticks two fingers in their armpit and they start like crying. Wow. I, I think I know I can pick out a few of our Twitter followers who are going to be turned on by the thought of you liking that. Well, I, I do. I mean, I also, I think, honestly, if I wasn't, if I didn't that is, have... that is a specific fetish, though, you know. Well, I just, I love getting rubbed down and painful <laughs> massage and, and acupuncture and facial scraping, all that shit, facial scraping. And so I think I just, I, I'm not getting as much of it out as I would want right now due to um, the novel coronavirus. So I think that it's, it's I like to see it. And also, I, I Jason, You want to get worn out. You exactly. want to get you going to you want to get road hard and hung up wet, dead ass, bro. But I I also I've I, you know I've started to think about what career path I would take if everything fell apart and this podcast stopped bringing in millions of dollars a year. Right, and when, when it all falls down, when it all falls down, Kanye West voice. I think honestly, it used to be Soul Cycle instructor. Yeah, and I think I've pivoted now to I think I would like to be like a sports therapist, like massage therapist, chiropractor, like that kind of guy. I think that would really work for me. Mm, I've I've thought about that as well. Whenever I'm like really, really, really high, and I'm like give, <laughs> giving my girlfriend a massage, and I'm like, damn, bro, I think I could get called up to the big leagues. Like, I I, I, I am honest- murking this massage right now. 
No, but everything everything I see in that world is either it's just all uncool. I think there's a way to make that shit look good and feel good and really bring in some Dolores. Yeah, I mean, I think the way you do it is you have it be very expensive, and then no, I think I, makes, I think what I could do, I could be, I would like to be like the musician actor guy instead of athlete. You know what I mean? So it's like when you know when somebody comes off tour, to the stars. Exactly. When when somebody comes off tour, they come see Big CB to set them up because their neck feeling a little funny after after rocking. You know, when Travis Scott lower back hurts from stage diving, he comes and sees his the president of Cactus Jack Records, who's also a masseuse. <laughs> okay, who who what celebrity, dead or alive, would you want to massage the most? Not in a sexual way. No, this isn't sexual. This at all. is all business. You're a professional licensed masseuse. Fuck, dude. I don't know. Who deserves it the most? I mean, Ben Affleck is nice and broad. Maybe those, shoulder, those shoulders are probably a little tense. You know no, what I'm saying? But, but, you know, that's a lot. He has a massive back with a massive dragon tattoo. That's going to, it's going to be taxing. Take some work. It's not going to, look, I, it's I, going to be like bro, parking, uh, parking a Mack truck. It's not easy work. Maybe, you know, maybe like, maybe then it's somebody a little leaner and sexier like Pattinson post Batman. So he's like kind of buff, but you know, he wants to, he wants to have a cheeky sig and a pint. And then lay down and let daddy go to work on his back with my elbow. Right. So, so the, the, the fundamentals are there, but he's gotten a little soft now that we stopped filming. So you have a little, exactly. little something to chew on is what you exactly. want. Exactly. I need to get him ready, limber and flexible so that he can keep, you know, tearing down Suki Waterhouse's British cakes. I mean, I, <laughs> speaking of British cakes, I wouldn't mind giving Adele a massage. Well, you are a Betsy boy. Just Would so you, I could, you, just so I could see what it, what you know. We've all seen photos of it, and you know, most people don't believe it. So I feel like that's the best way to find out, you know, like to see what bad gal is really working with. I mean, I think you're sexualizing the massage more than you should. Unfortunately, no, no, no. It's more of just like I want to literally do like a physical test, an inspection of her body and skin to see like what it, what is like is she wearing like a corset, a waist trainer? Is she wearing, you know, is it like a, a mirror system that she gets to look like this, or has she been actually putting in the I work? Th- bro, I think Adele's got paper and did the work. Like that's the thing. It's like if you don't. If you're Adele and you're like, you know what, I'm tired of being overweight. I I, I want I, I want to get in shape. I want to feel better. I want to live Gal, longer. Gal Dem wants wants to thin down. And she's also got kids now. You know what I mean. So I think that mm-hmm. helps. You know. But it's like, dude, if you have a trainer and a chef, like it ain't that hard to do that. If you if you give yourself a year out of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like she would really appreciate a good massage. Versus, I don't know. I don't know if Robert Pattinson would really appreciate it. He wouldn't be moaning and groaning. He might. You ain't ever gotten a massage from Big CB, baby. You don't know what that feels like. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how deep these. You don't know how these thumbs work. What them thumbs do? What them thumbs do, though? What the thummies do? Um, Jason, healthy recipes, blah blah blah. I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) Um, go find, go follow Bon Appetit. Sorry, fam. Um, (laughs) have you checked out this thing called Bon Appetit YouTube? It's pretty cool. It used to be really great source for different white guys and girls to <laughs> talk about fried rice um uh, <laughs> make chris talk about thorlow socks i've been rocking with them for a while and i'm feeling the cosine he's already talked about them but i'm glad that you are also feeling them same need a deep dive on the hills cast encounters and peak tj ni- during t- peak tj nightlife um there weren't really any other than 
other, photo of you and Whitney that was posted for your birthday by a friend of the show, Dan O. Yeah, other than the time where, you know, usual suspect I can tell, style, also I when had I, to when escort I, Whitney through the kitchen of a <laughs> nightclub. When I see that, when I see that picture, you, you look so uncomfortable. It's like, it's like the game just zapped from your body. You had no game. I know. I mean, like it took everything I had in, in me just to not do a hover hand. So the fact that I'm actually gripping grain was a victory for me. <laughs> gripping grain. <laughs> you know, real celebrities don't touch their fans because they think it's disgusting. Like at the meet and greet, well, good, I'm not a celebrity. That's the problem. Um, continue. Yeah, those. Yeah, like a real cele- like a real fan of celebrities knows not to touch. Unless yeah. they, unless you say, oh, "I'll get in here." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Unless you're at the Kelly Clarkson show doing a meet and greet. Kelly's touching everyone. She needs, you know, she's on the level where she has to still touch her fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is a good place to be, if you ask me. Most overrated restaurant in New York and L.A. Also, an update on Chris's love life. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Damn, I love I love eating overrated restaurants and Chris loves loves his lp I, I mean over most overrated restaurant in la oh, i mean there's just so many but i'm gonna i'm gonna go with sugarfish personally that's um, pretty good i feel like not definitely not boa we were we um we went to lowry's no. lowry's steakhouse for my b-day a couple days ago and it was impossible to not do an ab comparison to the good folks at boa and Boa came out on top over Lowry's, which is something I thought would never exit my my sweet little Boa, lips. bro. Boa crushed Lowry's. I would say the dining experience was better. the The salad was better. The steak was more enjoyable. The dessert, the dessert was much better. The dessert was better. The cocktail program was better. I had you know cocktail program. I the A B test of martinis for both places. You know. Lowry's failed. I um, I don't know. In New York, it's tough. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't go. To, I don't. Overrated is probably some like pizza place I've never been to before. I think the most overrated restaurant in New York is any restaurant that's an Australian one. Good point. Great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any restaurant that is mind blowing because they have eggs and toast and avocado <laughs> and a flat white is like if you're waiting in line for that, you're a cuck. Yeah, proper proper dins and proper brekkie is is not just a, an egg where the yolk is a little bit more yellow and it's a bit different. That that is overrated <laughs> to me, and and also kismet in L.A. and also all time in L.A. That's overrated. All time, all time might be the worst for me. Woo, let it spray, baby. I've only been once, and I was like, why is this salad thirty five dollars? And I don't even care. I'm always down to overpay. You know, I don't give a fuck about that. But like mm. sitting. Sitting outside on hype, I don't know. I just that place, I don't get it. But people love it. Couldn't be me at all whatsoever. I can do. I can make that same food at home for a sixth of the price. See, that's the thing. I hate when people use that excuse because I can't make anything at home. So that doesn't even play. That doesn't factor in for me. Yeah, you you don't have that card in your hand to play, unfortunately. But I, I do. I don't. I really don't. A uh, couple more questions as we as we round the finish line. Uh, any public tennis courts in LA Glendale? I'm not going to tell you any of that shit. We already have no. too many people in the courts. Losers. Um, best hardcore show you've ever attended and why? Ooh, that is a toughie. I honestly can't remember that well. 
because <laughs> I mean, I went to the California Takeover just a few months ago, and that was one of the better hardcore experiences I've had I think because I've... it was one of the only hardcore shows I've ever been to where I was blacked out drunk. Good point. Yeah, it's, I it's a lot I did. Different. I feel like I saw like Converge, American Nightmare in their prime in Atlanta. That was pretty fucking crazy. I feel mm-hmm. that, that 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 like defined my era. So that was pretty good. Under the couch, which is like the venue we grew up going to. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, all the best ones were probably that, or like when you would go see like little little venues with big bands, where it was yes. like a special moment, like you know, like a, a house show or a backyard show, where yeah. But like I, maybe the 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 craziest experience was like because when we were all into hardcore music back then it was it was all about just like bros and fighting and stabbings and stuff but <laughs> the you would also go because you know we were all like incel teens and like no one was really getting laid yet or talking to women but there the the library that i grew up in huntington beach the huntington beach library it's you which you've taken me to beautiful yeah, architectural masterpiece to, architectural masterpiece but they used to have hardcore shows there in what one, in one of the rooms and i've seen crazy shows there over the years but one one year there was a there was an emo tour where every every badass 15 year old emo chick in southern california pulled up um texas is the reason promise ring double headline tour at the, at the library where i grew up going to and there was like the parking lot was was a movie of just like so many chicks wearing overalls and Jack Purcells and they're all fine as hell. And you know, every, every, every email, it was like the NBA all-star weekend for 15 year old emo thoughts. <laughs> so we pulled up, we were, we were 16, 17 being like, damn, like it's all here, bro. This is, this is my, <laughs> this is my birding man. This is my Coachella all rolled into. That's one. actually, that's great. That's a great story. That and also overalls of Jack Purcells really situates me in the time with like barrettes in their hair too. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? It's like really a look. Damn, that's funny as fuck. And definitely, but I mean, I've, none I've, of us got our dick sucks at all. And we just we went, know. we went to Del Taco and then uh, that was it. That that's the end of every night in Hardcore Land is is hanging out in a parking lot with ten guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hey, look how we uh, turned out. Yeah, now we're now we're podcasters. Um, Jason, it's been it's been great talking to you, King. Mm-hmm. Thanks for um, linking on while I'm on holiday. Hey, happy happy 40th birthday! I'm 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 happy that you're still here and that you're still walking the path. You know, parting the rivers, doing God's work, mm-hmm. talking to me, talking to me three times a week publicly and many more times privately. Many, many more to come, yes. And thank you guys all for listening. Thank you for ordering all those hats. We're shipping all of those out this week. And then keep your eyes peeled. We have a new long sleeve tee that is going to it's going to be sizzling. I don't know if they're ready, Jason. I don't know. I mean, because I, I see we might some have to wait. Other... On, and also, thank, we'll just give a shout out to Lindsay who made oh, the yes, How Long Gone course. Cookies. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Bakes on Instagram, right? That's her name? Yeah, yeah. Lindsay Bakes. Like, get in her comments and say, let me get a bite. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Give her a let me get a bite. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah L- Lindsay was nice to make the cookies, and I'm glad we held on to those to celebrate Jason's birthday and our, and our 75th episode. Um, mm-hmm. because, because this train is on the fucking tracks, and it's, it's going until it falls off. All right, Jason. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.